Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and Attorney Althea DeVar Johnson. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, mind your business listeners. How you all doing out there? This is a wonderful Tuesday and you know, the devil's in the details, but we don't care. <laughs> we tell that devil get behind me, right? So I am extremely happy and no one's going to rob my joy because I have my sister, Sarah, my friend here, Dr. Teresa Wilbur. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on your show. I am so excited to be able to have you. I had to grab you at whatever break you could take. <laughs> Let me tell you guys about Dr. Wilburn. Uh, Dr. Teresa Wilburn, she is a determined, committed professor of life. And that is true. So I don't know if you wrote this about yourself or had somebody write it, but it is very true. Um, um, Dr. T brings a special brand of compassion and enthusiasm to her work as a professional educator. For nearly 30 years, Dr. T has dedicated her life to inspiring and equipping her students with the tools necessary for success. Integrating her studies with her experience in life and in the classroom, Dr. T has authored a self-help book entitled My Life, a best-selling novel released in January 2013. Now, I have my copy here, and I have, like, uh, my autographed copy oh, here, okay? My life. Yeah, yeah. my life. And, and the thing I like yeah. about your book is you say um, the author is me. Yes. Right? And yes. you are the co-author. I think we all have a story to tell. Yeah. I think we all have a story to tell. I think the problem we have is that we don't tell it. Okay. We don't tell it. Nobody can tell your story like you. Mm-hmm. So my life. It was created for people to tell their story, to use as a journal for people to tell their own story. Um, you know, all successful people journal. Yes. And um, so it was created as a journal so that when you finish, you got a story of your life and we can put it on the on the movie screen if we can. OK, OK. <laughs> and that is so true, because sometimes I always tell people because sometimes I've been criticized with how you know how you know that woman. You know, you don't seem like y'all have anything in common. And my response to them is you don't know her story. That's right. When you get to know somebody, right, when you let people tell you their story, you have a different respect for them. We all got a story. Right. And it's not about necessarily what they do or what circles they're in or how they look. It's just when you get to know their story, you usually find some things in common that are like just awesome. Okay, so. That's the first book. That's look, and you know I'm behind because I'm still holding on to my little autograph copy of my life. Oh. And then I see you today. You talking about oh the old book? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. tell us about the new book. The new one, of course, uh, like you said, uh, I'm a dedicated educator. I believe in education, mm-hmm. not just formal education, but street education. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we um, need. Some type of education at all times. Right. I'm one of those lifelong learners. And in, okay. in my business, I try to create more lifelong learners. Uh-huh. Um, so in 30 years of education, um, I've taught high school. I've taught kindergarten. I've taught middle school. Um, I've been a school counselor for years, school administrator okay. here in the Atlanta area, both in both uh, public and private schools. And, um, <laughs> you know, 38, that's a good number. I think it's more like 32 or something now, but who's counting at this point? Um, I created a 
book for parents. Mm. I think I have talked enough to kids in my life. Okay. <laughs> so this time curriculum is called Middle School University. Okay. And it is a curriculum designed for parents. Ah. It begins in sixth grade and it's a step by step piece for parents to teach them how to help them matriculate their kids from middle school to high school to get them to the college or the career of their children. Oh, you know what? That is so important because yes. parents really don't know that. Parents really don't know that. So yes. here's what we're going to do, Dr. T, because I got more of your bio to read. And I, I my friend and my colleague, uh, attorney Althea DeBar Johnson, need to kick in here yes. and, and have she I know she got some questions for you. So we'll be right back okay. after this break. All right. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash Mind Your Biz Radio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. All right, all right. Okay, so, 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 uh, yes, attorney Althea DeBar-Johnson was, was, was putting a fire out on the devil that I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You, 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 you came to our rescue. The intern and Althea DeBar Johnson were helping us get on the air correctly. Well, wait just a minute, Dr. Flo. You're giving me more credit than I am really, I really deserve because I can spell the word internet and that's a good start. That's a good start. That's a good start. That's a good start. But let me tell you guys, uh, Later on, we're going to allow you to call in if you'd like. But let me let me just tell you something about uh, Dr. Teresa. She is not called uh, a doctor uh, just because, you know, some people just like to call themselves a doctor. Let me tell you. So first of all, she's my homegirl. She was born in Chicago. She's also my soror. <laughs> she has a yeah, we have to. She has a bachelor's degree from Spelman, a master's degree from National first of all it's an MBA, master's degree in business from National Lewis University and a master's in school administration. So she got two master's degrees and that was from Jones International and she has a doctor in psychology um from University of, of Sarasota. So she you know, she is a doctor indeed. Not a doctor in need, okay? Just, <laughs> a doctor like in you need. A doctor in need. Oh, cool, of course, of course, of course, because you know sometimes we get the honorary doctorate, the honorary and mail-in certificate. I like <laughs> school, though. I like school. I yes. like teaching school. I like going to school. I like learning. Exactly. Um, I I just love school. I love being. You know, now I work in public schools, and you know, I get there every morning, and I like being in the hallway with the kids and talking to. They're not paying me any, any attention, but you know. Um, um, you know, talking to the kids, watching the everyday hustle bustle, mm-hmm. understanding what they're going through to yes. make it. Yes. Uh, you know, and again, I wrote this curriculum for parents because uh, parents, the only thing they have to go by is what they went through. Mm-hmm. And it has changed. Exactly. School is very different. School is very different. And the, po- the process 
uh, of school um, has changed and the process in which a child matriculates from one. You know, the curriculum has changed. It's not the same. And so I wrote this to help the connection yeah. for parents to understand what it's like today so that they can help their children. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the end, we all going to be helped and saved and if they're sense. in a career or going to college, whatever, you know, your, their choice may be. It's but like, it, it seems like middle school is the most toughest yeah. uh, time for children to transition from being uh, adolescents to this. You remember being you know, in middle school? Do I remember being in, in middle school? school? Yeah, I was a little bad in middle school. <laughs> I was acting up. <laughs> what? You're the, you're the one that keeps us in, in check. Uh, you and, you would, and you were the one that, that was good to know. I, I guess I, got, I, can, I can use that. I got enough uh, uh, little spankings to, <laughs> to know now I need to stay in check. <laughs> why well, was know, it so difficult? I mean, that's why I, I coined this middle school university. But, but starts we didn't even grade. have middle school in Chicago. No, we didn't. We just went from elementary we to, to high, high school. school. So this was but new this to is me. a change. Yeah, this, this in itself is a change. Yes. Wow, that's that's interesting because when where I grew up in South Carolina, we had a, a designated middle school. Right, and uh, they do now. Yeah, they do. Seven, eighth, and mm-hmm. but that was a difference, I think, between North and South. Mm-hmm. I think the South did have middle school, and a lot of the Northern didn't have middle school. You just went from well, it elementary depended on to the high state because yeah. you know I I left Chicago early on. And moved here to Georgia, and we were still K to eight. I went to high school okay. um, in ninth grade. See, yes, and that's what we. No, did. I went to high school in eighth grade. Yeah. Okay. To, um, while I'm while I'm on that, I'm going to give a big shout out to Columbia High School here in okay. Decatur, Georgia. Right. Um, I went to Columbia. It's a wonderful place to be. Uh, Chris Tucker graduate. Chris Tucker went to Columbia High School. Uh, what the group still graduate. I didn't say that. <laughs> the group still. <laughs> Came out of Columbia High School, and uh, the other claim to fame we have is the guy that shot John Lennon. So, oh no, he came out of Columbia. He did. Oh, so Columbia has it. It's good and bad. <laughs> it's good and bad. It's good and bad. Well, okay. So the reason why you were invited here is uh, Dr. Um, Wilburn also um, teaches college. I did. Okay. And one of the things that uh, one of, we were teaching at the same university, and one of the things that I noticed that was so awesome that she did is she would ask the students, and a lot of our students were interested in business, and a lot of them said they the wanted their own their own companies. business. And mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Teresa and I taught uh, business classes, and one of the things that she did was require them to do a vision. Absolutely. Uh, and you you are the one that first really you're the one that introduced me really to the vision board. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done a book. I had done okay. a, a little journal mm-hmm. and put, you know, pictures and stuff in a journal. And, and I had not thought about doing it on a big board. Mm-hmm. And you introduced me to the vision board. And mm-hmm. I really saw how um, actually being able to visualize where you want to go, uh, you know, on this board really helped a lot of our mm-hmm. students determine, OK, now here you're, you're here. You know, it's like a map. You you know, you are here. <laughs> OK, you're trying to get over. <laughs> over you're there. trying to get over here mm-hmm. now. You need to understand. And, and I think it helped a lot of my students really get serious about school because you mm-hmm. need to understand that you are here. You're trying to get over here. And over here, the thing that's standing between you over here, I mean, here and over there is a degree. Mm-hmm. And so you need to get serious, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or whatever it is mm-hmm. you need to do. And so I want you to talk a little bit about, um, you know, how did, how was that placed on your heart to actually um, introduce that to our students? And then we'll kind of go into how business owners should actually do this whole thing themselves. too. Absolutely. Well, you know, my aunt, I have an aunt in, in my bio. It talks about the um, 
the, the, the people in my lives that uh, my mother, Roberta Wilburn, and my aunt Marjorie uh, Ross Kimbrough, who is in California now. But we have to see where we're going. Uh, you have to be able to vision. How can you go somewhere and you can't see it? Yeah. So if you see it, uh-huh. you understand where it is. Many times I ask my business students, what does your business look like? Yeah. Put it down on paper. Right. What does it look like? Mm -hmm. I even tell my kids in high school now, vision those grades. Okay. Let's put them on a vision board. Yeah. Yeah. Let's math. What are you going to have? You know, science. What are you going to have? Social studies. What are you going to have? You have to be able to see where you're going. Mm -hmm. But don't you also understand that you have the vision and this is where you want to to be, what steps do you help them to understand that there is a process and that there are certain steps that you must take to get to that destination? That's the key. Because once you vision it, all our steps aren't the same. Everybody doesn't open their business the same. Everybody doesn't get to the same grade. They they can't the same. What we have to know about business today that's different from yesterday, most Big businesses and very successful businesses allow people to be creative to get where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Like at Google or at Facebook or mm-hmm. any of these other major companies, they don't say, they say, okay, here's a deadline, get there. Now, if you decide to take the straight line and get there, if you try to take, they don't care how you get there. They don't care if you come They're dressed in the suit. Oriented. They don't care if you got on jeans, right. if you do it from your house, you do it from. Here's your deadline. This is how much money you're going to make. So you got to get there. Yes. We did not program ourselves. We didn't grow up in a generation. I didn't grow up in a generation like yes. that. We had to say the alphabet in order. We had to count our numbers in order. We had to write in cursive. We had yes. that, all that's gone. The cursive, right. cur- the cursive writing is taken out of the curriculum, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't realize I had two nephews and didn't realize even timetables. Now it's, it's not in third grade anymore. Mm-hmm. You got to know it. You got to know it, mm-hmm. but they are not sitting there teaching it to them. Okay, okay. Parents had to teach it from home. Okay. So, yeah, you need to see your vision, and you will figure out a way to get there. And, you know, it's, it's biblical. It has a biblical context to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And uh, once you vision it, you write it down, then the Lord going to help you get there. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is so true. I think a lot of times um, Althea talks about uh, all the time, she is a, a strong proponent of business plans, right? Okay. And mm-hmm. so that's one of them. But sometimes... You know, sometimes uh, entrepreneurs actually uh, take this uh, writing a business plan more as homework or exercise, Mm-mm. right? Mm-mm. As opposed to saying, okay, no, I am actually writing down my Absolutely. vision. I'm actually writing down, exactly. here is the company that I want to have, and here's how I'm going to be able to build that mm-hmm. type of company. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that I need to do, mm-hmm. you know, to establish that type of company. Mm-hmm. And really taking this seriously, mm-hmm. spending some quality time on it, and doing the only homework you need to do is to really, if you're going, if you're talking about marketing, those numbers, you know, the financial mm-hmm. numbers and things like that, you need to have real numbers to yeah. put to it. But the truth of the matter is, it shouldn't be drudgery. It shouldn't be, you know, something well, that somebody's twisting your arm to do. Yeah, I, you know, the vision plan can, the vision board can be your plan. Yes, and part of your plan. Right. Uh, and, and you can see that plan. It doesn't have to necessarily be 
in a binder, yes. typed up, da, da, da. you can put that plan for visual learners. Yes, and I am one. You can put that plan mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. And for kids today, many of our students that learn by doing, yes, you putting that vision up so that they can see it. You're putting that business plan up so that they can see it. Uh, we have a think tank in our school where they actually do this, where they get up and they put their sentence up on the board and each plan comes up there. And now you can just zip that stuff together, you know, through technology and put it in, you know, put it in plain writing. So we have it all over the room, Uh the whole vision and the plan. Step one, step two, step three, go get this, go get that. And we've had several high school students come out with their own, you know, with their own business Uh with people who are willing to sponsor them based on that think tank and it's been very successful. And there you go. Yeah. I mean if a high school student can can do it and come out because guess and what? Have- Someone believed that that plan was so well thought out. Yes. Right? Yes. That they could see it too. Right. And uh, on tomorrow, matter of fact, I might as well give a quick plug. On tomorrow's Toastmasters meeting, uh, mm-hmm. while you're, you're a small business, Toastmasters, one of our guests is going to be talking about access to capital. Okay. And so when, you, when you're trying to have access to capital, what you're trying to do is you're trying to s- sell your vision to someone else. Mm-hmm. In order for them to give you a penny, to mm-hmm. do anything with your business, they have to see it, right. right? Right. And so, apparently, what you're saying is those students have have created such a good, well thought out, and well organized vision that they can convince someone else yes. <laughs> that they can actually achieve this and they can actually do it. And then That's one little small plug: one of the things we do have now is for people who have business plans out there, uh-huh. and they would like for student interns to be a high school intern. We have them present their idea wow. to the kids and see like what. What the new generation would like, like say a pizza parlor, say you got an idea for a pizza parlor yeah. or you have an idea for an ice cream shop, let the high school kids uh, come up with your plan for you. Oh, wow. Right. That yeah. is nice. Okay, so I need some high school kids here at Mind Your Business Radio. <laughs> not, no, no offense, Leah, because you, you know. Oh, no offense, Yeah, because you got finals. But. Uh, <laughs> So you're listening to Mind Your Business Radio. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Dr. Teresa Will. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash MindYourBizRadio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. And now back to Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson for more of Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone. Well, we're having some very interesting conversations on air and off air. And and I'm kind of learning a lot because, again, like Dr. T, I, 
that area of the eighth graders, ninth graders, they're, they're very um, difficult. <laughs> <laughs> That's just to say the, to say the least. They're a challenge. Yeah, they're, they're a challenge because I was a challenge. But do you have children now? No, I, I'm not getting payback. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you're in a good position because you have you have surrogate children that you, you my, know. Yeah, I do have that now. So yes, I am getting payback. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you're gonna get it one way or the other. One way or the other. But I like this idea about the the businesses having a vision board. Yes. And outline their plans and at least that's a that gets them started absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely because you're right having a business plan even though i still you know advocate that absolutely it, it does appear like homework mm-hmm. like a task yeah. and you're trying to run your business wow. and now you're talking about a business plan yeah 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 see the thing about it though is um out the uh, the business plan uh, the reason why it has taken on that sort of negative connotation is because usually most people don't need it or don't think about it until they need money. Mm. And then a bank will say, well, where's your business plan? Mm-hmm. Or someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Someone else say, well, where's your business plan? And then now they're rushing to put together a business plan just so they can get the loan. Well, we're saying, no, the plan is going to be your roadmap. And so the vision, if you do it on a board or writing or whatever, you still have to have, I don't put cocktail napkins up on a wall, whatever. <laughs> you got to have a roadmap. I love my writing my business plan. Yeah. I did. I, writing my business plan was like writing my my dissertation. Yes. I could not wait to get the package and couldn't wait to get to the end to get my results. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen here? You know, uh-huh. uh, what is, what's, what's this research going to turn out to well, be? Well, you know you're strange, right? Because yeah. everybody don't. Yeah, everybody don't. <laughs> <Because that's, laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you in know, a good way, you're strange. Because you, you, everybody doesn't get excited just, about oh my dissertation. Listen, Dr. Teresa, if, if that were the case. Oh my, everybody be writing. Right. <laughs> everybody be writing business, business plans. I mean, exactly. Right. I mean, I write for a living, but I don't enjoy writing. <laughs> no, neither do I. I don't okay. enjoy it, but I like the results that it's going to bring. Absolutely. I don't like cleaning my house, but I like when it's clean. You got to get a clean house to get there. Yeah. So, I mean, when I wrote, yeah. and it, my, my, the name of my company is uh, Wilburn Consultants, LLC. Okay. So it's an education consulting company. Mm-hmm. And under this cons- consulting company, there's several things. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the, my life, uh, it's middle school, university. And then, of course, I do one-on-one um uh, coaching for parents and students to get them to help matriculate, mm-hmm. you know, through the through the college admissions process mm-hmm. because college admissions process has totally changed. And my experience with the changes um, with that, I was just and 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 Dr. Uh, Schuyler knows this about me is that I've worked with the uh, National Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation right. for ten years, and um, that experience just working with all of the college um, the college admissions mm-hmm. directors over the countries and over the years, um, I have direct con- con- contact with a lot of these people in, in um, everybody from college board to, you know, the ACT and SATs and, um, you know, at, I can call up somebody at the different universities mm-hmm. and say, look, I got this kid, <laughs> you, know? Okay. you know, and the, on paper, they don't look like we really want to look, right. but they're super, you know, they have this skill that, and, and personally, I can tell them, and I can make them look, come to life on paper, yeah. you know, uh, so I think those connections I, it has allowed me mm-hmm. to be and working with United Negro College Fund and, right. you know, and just having those connections uh, helps me help families 
get their kids in into college. So you consult with the the parents and the kids in order not only to get them to look the life on paper, paper, but in real life too. Yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Well, see, one of the things that I think um, my biggest awakening being in the academy now, being full time. Mm-hmm in the university is I'm seeing that uh, the curriculum in universities is not keeping up with no. the real world. It's not. You know, the world that, Never that, our, that our children, right, right, are growing up in. Never and has. so uh, it's, it's very, it's difficult to get new classes right. or new majors admitted into the yes. university. And so you say things to the, the higher ups and you say, well, you know, uh, we need a, a class on social media. For you know, example. we need a class on, um, you know, just on how to maneuver social media in the workplace. Right. Uh, because there are rules and regulations on social media in the workplace and different things like that. And our, our students need to know these things when they leave. Uh, I, I'm thinking now from talking to you, you know, why shouldn't students understand how to put a vision together, how to put a plan together, whether they're going to work for someone or whether they're going to have their own. They need a plan. They should leave. They should graduate with a vision. <laughs> they should graduate with a vision. It's the same thing with not only putting together a vision. Why is it that we don't have curriculums in school that help our children to understand how to um, balance their funds and how oh, to do a budget. Those kinds of everyday practical. How to pay off their student loan. Yes. How to stay out of debt. Because <laughs> they're going to have that student loan is going to kick in as soon as they graduate. Now, what do you do with this debt? How do you structure it? How do you make it fit into your budget and your plan for being on your own? There's so many. The, it, schools are different all across the country. Yes. When you have young uh, administrators come in mm-hmm. uh, and start these schools up and, and be, you know, principals to, they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, my goddaughter uh, is over at um, one elementary school in Atlanta. I can't think of the name of it now. She'll kill me. Um, <laughs> hi, Cassidy. I know she's listening. Um, but anyway, they have a bank starting in kindergarten. See. And mm-hmm. they get money from they get money to put in that bank based on their grades and what they do in the projects and yeah, stuff. The points, job. you know, every time yeah. you get a hundred on a point, mm-hmm. you get a dollar. On a, a recept, yes, right. Yeah, a you get eighty, you get eighty cents. You get that. Oh, nice. Now it takes businesses. Schools can't do it alone, right? So you know, it takes businesses to help them fund their bank, yeah, right. You know, so every we have not in, in in America, especially in the black community, we have not come to terms with we own these schools. There you go. You own it. Yeah. If you live in a neighborhood anywhere, you own that school. Your tax dollar pays for them. You own it. Nobody it's your gets school. that. If, if that school is no good, your neighborhood is no good. There you go. Absolutely. So we have got to reach out. Everybody, communities have to reach out and say, you know, to the school, what can mm-hmm. I do? I don't have children. I got two little nephews, Amante and Justin, I know they're listening too. And, you know, I'm very active in their school. I'm uh, very active in their schools. Um, The schools in my neighborhood, I pay big taxes where I live. I don't have any (laughs) children going to those schools, but I go up to those track and I walk around the track. How you doing? I use it. It's mine. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. right. I know the people in the band. I know the football players and, you know, those are people in my community. You know, when they have a little play, I see the out, you see the side outside, it's Christmas play. Coming up, you they need paper, donating paper. So those are some other ways yes. 
that when you don't have children, that's right. you can get involved in your neighborhood school because that's, right. that's yours whether you that's like it or right. not. See if that school go down and see don't you move. Because <laughs> you're right. gonna be like, oh my neighbor, my neighborhood ain't no good. So until or you won't we, be able to sell your house because right. people are looking to buy houses in neighborhoods with good schools. That's right. So Absolutely. until we understand that the school is not the only place where the curriculum comes from, mm-hmm. we've got to get that. Mm-hmm. We have, black people have owned their churches. Yes, my church. Yes, at my church we doing this. At my church they always selling something. At my church, my school. Right. So once we understand that concept, our, school, our, our curriculum will be better. We'll understand what's going on in that curriculum. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a fair. They always want people to volunteer. I know my school can have a health fair. We've been trying to pull people from all over the place, come to the health fair, mm-hmm. asking doc- doctors and mm-hmm. people in the area to come to the health fair. Mm-hmm. That's going to get bring you business. Right. And it's going to help the school become, you know, more better part of the community. I think a lot of times people are intimidated by schools. Mm-hmm. You know, they go into school, they all know what to, you know, what am I to expect and that sort of thing. Well, some, not everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right. But we have to own our schools. Once we learn to own our schools, our curriculum will change. But until then, it's not going to change. So we have to mm-hmm. accept what we're going to do or we're going to go through that door and tell the, the principal, the assistant principal, the teachers, what can I help you do? Well, I can't give much, yeah. but I can I can give you a business card. I can give you if you need me to come and speak, you need me to come and talk to the children, uh, whatever. Until we do that, it's going to be the same. Well, you know, uh, one of the things that, that you, you know, you are definitely an expert on the school system, on the education system. Um, I am learning the higher education system. Yes. And one of the things that I noticed is, you know, there was a lot of criticism of for-profit schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you and I met and work at mm-hmm. also work at a for-profit school mm-hmm. as well as I work at a nonprofit school. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I noticed, the difference uh, you know, that you could criticize for-profit all you want, but the one thing that I did notice is that for-profit schools respond to demand. Right. Okay, because they're for-profit, right? Exactly. So they use a for-profit model. If you are in business for-profit, you are going to respond to demand. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to sit there on your high horse and say, no, this is how we, we, this university has been 100 years, this is how we do it, this is how we've always done it, we're going to continue to do it that way. For-profits usually respond a lot quicker mm-hmm. and they look to see, well, these students are coming in asking for this type of major right. or this type of curriculum. They want to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. We realize that people who are uh, applying to get masters in businesses are really wanting masters in mm-hmm. entrepreneurship mm-hmm. because, right? Right. A master's in business really doesn't teach you how to run your own business. It teaches you how to work in a business or be a high-level manager in a business, right? Right. But it doesn't necessarily teach you all the things, ins and outs, about being an entrepreneur. Not at all. And so I have seen a lot of for-profit schools, universities, Mm -hmm. actually add these curriculums very quickly. Yes, um, based on the demand. Based on the demand, because they know that generates income, that generates revenue. But a lot of times the uh, older Older, institutions, traditional traditional Mm -hmm. institutions, it is an act of God. Mm -hmm. Okay, not Congress, God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And some of them still not. Still not. You know, I have my undergraduate from the very, very uh, best school in the the world. Yeah. (laughs) And um, they don't have online classes and still today refuse to offer any. Oh, I, where I teach is the same way. Where I teach is the same way. I because asked, they need those bodies. Yeah, I have asked those things. Yes. They need those bodies. Yeah. They need bodies. But I, I kind of believe that there might need to be a more um, balancing of the of the situation. Because I noticed that 
with the, some of the interns I have or I try to, they don't have sometimes the basic skill. Okay. They don't right. write. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Absolutely. <laughs> Poorly skilled. Yeah. Uh-huh. The they can tell me or can guide me about <laughs> this internet, the social media, the tweet, all the did I say it right? Ask, oh, yeah, you did. ask you did. them to write okay. a complete sentence. Ask them to write a complete sentence, not which is what I need. Which is <laughs> what I need. She said, "Not a paragraph. Yeah, just a sentence. sentence <laughs> which is what I need here in my mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. because I do a lot of writing and I can't get it. Okay. Well, what's so funny is um, I know we were talking about businesses and their vision, but I can't help but get involved in this conversation because it is really a lot of where my heart is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two educators actually talking about what's, what's going right and what's going wrong in education. And you really, you really can't get away from that. But one of the things that uh, now here we go. I, I read some research okay. right, on this phenomenon with our young people. And what they're saying is that there's, uh, we're getting to a generation where they no longer want to, they, they're no longer, they don't have the attention span for a novel. Okay. Okay. Because everything is in tweets. So uh-huh. all information, all news is, is in these little con- snippets. snippets, right? Snapchat. So, yeah. So it's very, <laughs> it's very instant reading. Yes. Okay. So they want to open up the internet. They want to open up their phone and get all the world's news mm-hmm. in four or five lines. Mm-hmm. Boom. Here mm-hmm. it is. Okay. So yes. many, so many words or less. Tell me yes. what's going on in the world and I can get on with my day. Right. And so it's really, it's a, it's just a different, and I, I different feel you, it's a different culture. It's, it's a different culture, but you can't get a full understanding and analysis. <laughs> yes. I, I, I understand. Yes. Yes. When you just, Yes. Reading three or two sentences right. and think that you have the full information, you are yes. going to be missing some exactly. information. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. and I understand, but however, we're still living. We still have old school still around. Mm-hmm. We have the <laughs> new school, and there has to be some kind of balancing. Well, act. I can tell you, Althea, that the research that was in this article, the article was not agreeing with that that was right. It was basically saying, here's an observation, and maybe that is the reason why there is such a gap in between the learning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Their ability to learn and, mm-hmm. and to write, read, write, and arithmetic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, well, what is it? It's, it's more of uh, critical thinking, mm-hmm. right? Critical mm-hmm. thinking. The, the, the critical thinking the skills piece. are missing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because they're not digesting mm-hmm. the information. When you, if there's something to being able to read Process. Uh, process and, and, and really interpret the information. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting it in three or four lines, mm-hmm. then maybe you, you're not getting, you're not able to do that. Which is why my middle school university is a book um, with lines for traditional parents to be able to come to my yeah. workshop, sit and write and take notes. But I also have it on the vision. Yeah. Uh, part where they can see it. Yes. And then, um, you know, I have it electronically. Right. So I've, I, I've learned over the years in teaching, you have to, in order for people to learn, you have to meet them where they are. That's right. So I have it in three different platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have the, the conferences where they can come and sit and listen to me right. talk about how to do this. Yes. Um, I have the book where they can sit and say, okay, step one. 
Yes. In sixth grade, I need to learn what their test scores are. Yes. And, you know, in sixth grade, I need to know what who the counselor is. In seventh grade, I need to do, you know, uh-huh. so forth and so on. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm such a... Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, so the three different platforms, whether they want to read it, write it, and or do it online. Yes. Middle school university is there to meet the needs of a different type of learner. And there's one other thing. Um, about traditional universities. And I'm not saying that traditional universities shouldn't step up to the plate and, mm-hmm. and, and try to add and be more, kind of, right. more. Because, again, if when these folks send me tweets or, or well, if I ever get a tweet, I can't <laughs> interpret what they're really trying to say. Exactly. I, I need somebody to make it a plane. The other thing I have about that is kids don't seem to be able to interact. Mm-hmm. You have to develop oh, and establish yeah. relationships, social skills, social skills oh and establish relationship with people Absolutely. in order to succeed. That's because right. me texting you and I don't know you from That's Adam's right. Kitty Cat doesn't work. <laughs> but you and I have an interaction. I can see you. Absolutely. You can see me. We can we can interpret each other's thing. Yeah. I am going <laughs> in for the landing I'm right finally, now. I can finally do it to you now. Come on, take us to break out there. We are now going to break because I have came in for my landing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click. If filing your own taxes is not for you, we've got you covered. Just click to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash Mind Your Biz Radio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Oh, I love this. I love this because I'm an educator. We talk about education all day long. We are here with Dr. Teresa Wilburn and also my co-host in crime, attorney Althea DeBar-Johnson. And we are... Attorney in crime. Yes, attorney. Boy, that's for you. I hope the bar is... I hope the bar is not tuning in right now. But you know, the thing about it is we were just having a little discussion here about old school, new school, because um, the the three of us sisters here sitting here, we consider ourselves old school. And uh, my intern considered herself old school, too, even though she's new school. Um, she's really new school, but she likes to she likes to align herself with old school. because mm-hmm. She she. Um, yeah. OK. Because she knows, you know, she learns a lot. And, and that's one thing I love about Leah. She is wise because she knows how to bridge that gap. She okay. knows how to listen and try to understand and affiliate and find out what can old school teach me 
uh, also versus, okay, I'm bringing the new school because, right, we wouldn't be on the Internet right now. Yeah, we wouldn't have figured right. it out, right, without her <laughs> the, and the new school technology. So there is, a, there is a good fit between the two. But I always tell my students you have to understand as long as old school, right, has the who is king as long as old school owns the businesses is running things and they are setting the tone for how things work and they are the ones interviewing you you are going to have to respect the fact that there are some things you can learn from being able to form a complete sentence write a paragraph communicate properly analyze yeah know the uh, critically think know the difference between writing an email for business and writing an email for personal absolutely right. even when we were growing up um teresa you know yeah. i grew up in chicago so i used a lot of slang yes, and the one thing that i learned when i got older is i said okay i need to learn the queen's english absolutely. for food and shelter absolutely. and when i get home when i can go home to chicago and speak with the best of them right but i don't bring that to my workplace i don't bring that to the classroom so you have to learn to I turn it on and off <laughs> yeah we all no, have yeah, to, you know. yeah but uh you know to your point um of having them to understand that, you know, it's probably the older school person that's interviewing you um, in today, you know, in today's age. Mm -hmm. However, well, like I said, get back to some new age companies. Mm -hmm. When you go to a Google interview, that's right. when you go to a Facebook interview, when yes. you go to a Yahoo and these are, you know, the younger companies, that's I've seen right. co companies like Coca-Cola change some of their ways. Yes. That's right. Trying to attract the new generation. Right. You know, it used to be in order to go to this Coca-Cola building over here, you had to have on a navy blue suit and you couldn't right. and every day they had to, you know, so they have relaxed that code. Right. Uh, to tra attract the new uh, person because the new person said, I can't come up in there every day with that suit on. I can do what you <laughs> tell me to do in eight hours. I can do it in three hours at home. Right. In my jeans. Right. So working from home has become mm -hmm. very, very popular because it's cheaper. But see, here's it's the cheaper thing, on the Teresa, I, I, I promise you the success of my firm in Florida was based on that same premise. My office in Tampa was predominantly staffed with CPA women who just who had left the big firms because they just could not do 60 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Okay. 60. Yeah, it was 60 it, hours in a week. They're six, yeah, 60 <laughs> hours. They couldn't do 60 hours. You know, the traditional CPA yeah, firms yeah. are requiring yeah. from them traditional things. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to spend time with their family. Absolutely. So I said, okay, you know what? I cut half of my office space. Wow. Right? And I took that money and bought everybody a laptop. That's right. Everybody's cell phone. Right. Pay for everybody's Internet. And, and I told them, I said, now you are going to work at the client site. That's right. Now, here's what happened. The client appreciated it because a lot of times what people don't realize what's in the client's mind is what am I really paying you for? Right. Right. You send them a bill for three hours and they really want to know that you really spent three hours. Mm -hmm. But because you're at the client site and you're there mm -hmm. for three or four hours, you're able to talk to the client. They give you a little space. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do some things and then maybe you go home and finish mm -hmm. it up in your home office. Right. They had a, they respected our work. They had a, mm -hmm. a greater respect for our work. And I got some of the best staff in the world because they were really good. But they just didn't they want a little more flexibility. They wanted the flexibility and yeah. they needed that flexibility and they were loyal. They were faithful. Right. And my attitude was, here's the work that needs to be done. Here's the deadline when it needs to be done. Just get it done. That's how our new companies operate. And that's the way it should that's be. That's why our yes. new companies operate. Mm -hmm. And that's how. But right now we are having a change in our schools. Yes. We're having a change in the K-12 arena mm -hmm. to say, complete the project. 
Right. <laughs> you know, I teach you, give you the, the subject of the project. You know, it used to be, well, do this, 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 mm-hmm. and this. Right. You know, but now it's not even like that. It's like, here's a project. You be creative. You mm-hmm. tell me what you can come up. Mm-hmm. You, you have, you stifle so many kids when they can come up with. They're smart enough. Yes. They are smart enough. You give them a platform and everybody's project is not going to be the same. But you have to force that though, because I find a lot of my students, um, they're like very meticulous. Well, okay, so, uh, you know, how do I do this? And, how, and I'm thinking, what do you mean? And how do you do it right? I'm, I'm here to I'm here to facilitate your learning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, she's repeating me because she remembers what I used to say. I'm here to facilitate your learning. I don't need to. I shouldn't have to give you step right. by step by step by right. step. Here's what I want you to do. Right. Here, you know, here's the information. I'm here to give you the information. I'm giving you all the information you need. Absolutely. And I'm going to facilitate. I'm going to help you move along. But you've got to come up with it. If you have a business, for example, and you want to create this business, okay, tell me what this business looks like. What is it that you're going to produce? Right. How many people are going to be there? So you may have to ask them probing yes. questions yeah. and that's to help what I mean them move along. It. You have to ask yeah. them. You have to and pull that, it out the of facilitate them. Yes. Okay. Now who's going to be there? And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. See, I think but that's, that's part of that failing to do critical thinking and yes. analysis yes. and yes. want to be spoon fed yes. all the information. Because we were though. Remember when we were growing up, do it this way. Yes. Color this red, color this blue, color <laughs> yes. this yellow. Yes. And if you, no, that's supposed to be yellow. And I like my but blue. that's stifled creativity it does. though. It does. If you really we know that at, now. Yeah, but because if, if you really look at what's going on with our generation, we were able to make a lot of strides, but that was because of our education. Right. Our generation was highly educated and so we got the good jobs, but did any real creativity come out of our generation? Right. That, that it didn't. I only those, I, only gonna, those gonna, who would break out. That, that, yeah, I'm going to break out that because we did get a lot of creativity. Because once you left the school structure, mm-hmm. I think people were more creative. Once they left the structure, once mm-hmm. they left the structure, mm-hmm. and even while some folks were in the structures, they still. We're able, able to to be creative in that mm-hmm. in that thinking and vision and, and what they need mm-hmm. to do. I, I think but it's a combination. I, I, that was my concern. I think they, you, if you had a creative person um, out there that had to work within a system, because like you said, if you leave the school system, you take what you you can take what you know and and be creative. But if you have to work within the system, you can be stifled. So. You know what I mean? You can well, be a creative it's, person, it's a, but if you're not at a Google, right. they'll tell you, well, we don't do it that way. Well, Whereas you know, Google will say, oh, that's that. interesting. Let, let yeah. Tell us more. And that's then the more, the, the more brains get into, oh, I see where you're going with that. Uh, and it try, it kind of takes off with it. However, I do see the need for structure and organization. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because if you can't structure and you can't organize it. Right. And you and somebody put it in, the, you know, like my my I have one of my nephews, he goes to the Wilson Academy, Amante, oh, okay. uh, my oldest nephew. And it is a private school. But, um, you know, and they wear uniforms, tie shirt. They have to be all, you know, they can't even come in, in the school without the with right shoes on. However, uh-huh. and I said, well, what about the haircuts? They're like, well, let, hair, let them do it. Yeah. You know, you got to have help to something. Right, right. You know? So, <laughs> right, you know, right. now he didn't color the little hair up at the top. And, yeah. You know, but still, he got on a necktie and, a, you know. That's right. A, so yeah. it's, it's interesting to see the little boy with his little blonde hair at the top, but then this little, That's you know, nice. uniform. Right. And, and then he had a bank account and all this kind of stuff. He going to bank. He got his little. Yeah. But again. The, the headmaster said, let them have something. Yeah. So the hair, I'm not, you know, you have to pick your battles. Which yes, one you going, right. which one of these battles well, are you going to fight? I think that's a good battle to pick because quite frankly, 
Um, if a young man walks through the door, it's not so much his new hairstyle, because I've gotten used to different hairstyles now, right, since I'm out of corporate America. Some people. You know, so there's not as <laughs> much problem. Some, some people, not yeah, everybody's not. That. Yeah. Uh, but I think a, a lot of uh, people who are hiring people, they just don't want to see your pants down around you. you right. Know, he have around them around dinner and pants. Yeah. And, and even my other nephew, and I mentioned Justin, because they're all listening on, okay. their, <laughs> on, their, on their spring break. All right. Uh, you know, he colored his hair too, but he goes to a public school, but they still have a certain type of uniform in middle school. Yeah. Because middle school, like you said, it tends to be a little bit out there. So you have to bring some type of order to that to let them know you are in school. Right. <laughs> and and when you come shame, here. It's a shame, but it's a shame, but that's a, that's a, that's a bad testament to the parents because, you know, when we were growing up, our parents really, they, they regulated that. You, you would get dressed and, and my mother would be like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> You're not wearing You're not that wearing out. Wearing that, you know. Right. And so in high school, I had a uniform, but before that, you know, your parents regulated that. But what you're saying is, at, at some point, the school was like, you know, parents aren't regulating what their kids are wearing to school, or right. they're not paying attention. See, and it had a lot to do with the, the latchkey kids because sometimes, it, even if you had a parent that cared, sometimes they were already at yeah, work by the time the, by the time the kid you left brought the house. Up that, you brought up a nightmare for me because that was one of my spankings. <laughs> okay. you know, coming to the coming home not properly dressed because uh, uh, you, 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 you left one way, you left one way and, and came home and another way <laughs> I can't believe I that Thea was fast <laughs> yes I forgot to change back and got a speck so you see what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. 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 you have to yeah. have yeah in the middle school and even in business you have to have some form of organization yes. otherwise it'll yes. be chaos or and it's not going to succeed right yes. there's got to be some organization and, and you have, to, you have to dress for the occasion because the truth of the matter is, even though uh, the people that work for me were very free to go uh, to work from home, when they went to the client site, they were in blue, mm -hmm. black and gray mm -hmm. because that's what the client expected. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's what they expected from us. Exactly. But you know, and then, of course, once they, if they, if they, if you found mm -hmm. that they had a different expectation, mm -hmm. oh, everyone here is casual, then you dress casual. But when you first show up, right. you know, you showed up to hopefully meet their expectations. But Dr. Flo, I think also because you're, they were there at the site, there was interaction with yes. the employer yes. and yes. the people and they, probably appreciate that. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. about that social, that, yes. that interaction. That interaction. Right. And I think that's what the young people are getting away from and it's going to kind of hurt them somewhat in right. the end. Yes. Because again, you're not only trying to attract dollars from your own peer group. Right. You're trying to still attract dollars from somebody old school like myself. <laughs> well, out there, you know, for, you know for yeah. a fact that, you know, if you don't come Dress properly to the courtroom. The judge will send you home. Absolutely, he doesn't, he doesn't care what type Absolutely. of attorney, what type of record you have, Absolutely. or whatever. You're coming into his court. You need to dress a certain, certain way. And way. so, even though young people, like you said, can be creative and have all kind of ideas, you have to conform. Sometime when you are in certain situations, when you walk into a courtroom, you need to be dressed appropriately. Right. And even my clients, way. I mean, they even have notices on the, the courtroom door. You have to dress a certain, certain way. way. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, you can't go to jail. That's the, that's and I say, and that's why it's important to, you know, teach the basics. You yes. know, getting back to what you said, it's important to teach the basics. Um, and we have to let parents know what the changes are. Okay. okay. So you can teach them the basics. And sometimes a lot of these new changes come from the Internet or, you know, all these types of things that's out there. So we have to have a vehicle yes. to help the parent learn. 
Okay. What the changes are yeah. and how this new world operates. Yeah. So that's why my middle school university. Yeah. Is 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 designed that way. Even if you had parents to go to school, um, uh, or go to college, mm-hmm. and they say, well, what is what is what's different? I went to college, and when I went to college, we did it A B C. Well, Mama, they don't do that no more. Okay. (laughs) Mama, this is how you all, all applications now are done electronically. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. All all applications are done electronically. Okay. And I guess I would need help. (laughs) Well, that's what middle school university, (laughs) it helps the parent uh, to do that. Hi, we have a caller on the line. Well, yeah, Dr. Teresa, we have a caller on the line. Uh, Mike in Tampa, Tampa, Florida. I lived there for 17 years. Mike, what's going on? Hello, Mike. Are you there? Mike. Hello, 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 Mike, Mike. Hi, Mike. We can hear you, Mike. We can hear we can hear you, uh, but you can't. Go ahead and speak. Okay, I I guess Mike is there enjoying that wonderful weather in Tampa. Okay. I think he did have a question. Yeah, Mike's mm-hmm. question uh, was tips for teaching kids money. Tips how do you, for te- yeah, how do oh, you, absolutely. how do you teach, how do you teach kids about money? Okay, this is what you do. You have them um, all of the things that they do, okay, and give them chores, mm-hmm. and they have a weekly allowance. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, you have to reward them. Yes. And then you teach them how to save. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if their chores are every day, clean up your room, take the garbage out, blah, 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 whatever it, it has to be. At the end of the week, if you achieved all of those things, then you get a certain allowance. Mm-hmm. And of, of course, the allowance is based on the parent's budget. Mm-hmm. You know, we have $2, we have $5, we have $10. Of all that money that they have, they have to, half of it goes in their pocket, the other half has to go in savings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my nephews have savings accounts in which mm-hmm. they, you know, I give them money for different things. Like today they got to wash my car. <laughs> That's why they're at my house to wash my car. Okay. And then I'll give them some money. And then half of that money will go to, you know, they can have in their pocket. Okay. And the other half will have to go in the bank. Okay. And All so, right. and they get, you know, you know, we're up to now where we're learning, getting ready to learn about stocks and bonds. There's a yes. very good um, um, middle middle school curriculum out there called the Black Wall Street Tour. Oh, good. I want to have, uh-huh. I want to introduce you to that guy. Yeah. And he's very good. He goes around the schools teaching kids how to uh, manage that money and how, you know, because we never knew about stocks and That's bonds right. That's growing right. up, but how they can, um, they can put it in about. there. So I'll get him. Well, uh, we definitely talk about that on Mind Your Business Radio. We talk about the fact that um, we grew up learning and being taught how to work for money, but no one taught us how to get money to work for yeah. us. And there are curriculums now. Yes. There are curriculums now in the schools okay. that teach kids how to balance checkbook, how what about stock and budget and all that. And a lot of it is done in economic class. Okay. So okay, Dr. Great. T, give us your information again. We need to know, first of all, I want to know about this radio show. Yes, and actually it's tonight. <laughs> um, I do uh, monthly. I can't do weekly okay. on WEAC in Atlanta. Um, it's 860 on your AM dial. It's from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh-huh. Uh, again, uh, online is www.love860.com. And we actually have, you know, we have the Internet as well as the cameras in. So I usually don't wear baseball. <laughs> but anyway, we have the cameras in. So you can watch us online. And you can um, and you can listen on 860 uh, AM. All right. Well, we are, I guess it's come to the end of our show. This is crazy. It's we, been great. It's Thank been great. you. We had some good conversation. Yes. Next week, mind your business <laughs> listeners, we have a guest, John Reed. 
He is a real estate expert and also financial expert. He will be talking about access to capital. All right. You are listening to Mind Your Business Radio. Althea, your business education station, your business, your family, your life. Thank you, Leah. See you next week. (laughs) 